Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Hallelujah. Praise and hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Thank God. Praise God. Praise God. Let the church say, man. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. The blood of Jesus. Said it would never, never, ever lose its power. Amen. God is good. God is so good. God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God, praise God. Amen. All right. God bless you, God bless you. We thank God for you. Truly, the Lord is good and he's worthy to be praised. Thank God for the song. Amen. Usher in the spirit of the Lord. Surely the blood of Jesus will never, never, ever lose its power. Thank God. And when we call on his name, amen, things changes. We thank God for that. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for all that he's done, all that he's going to do. Well, you have your Bibles. We're going to get right into the word, get into the teach mode here for today. I'm not going to be very long. God is good, but I thank God for the blood. It wasn't for the blood. We wouldn't be here. The blood of Jesus would never, ever lose its power. Amen. It flowed from the lowest valley, amen, to the highest mountain. It just covered us all the way around. Well, today I want to talk to you just a little bit about the Lord. The Lord knows exactly what to put on our hearts and in, in ministry uh, and songs and through his word. Today I want to talk to you about uh, something that goes along with what Brother Marcus just saying about the blood that cleanses us it never loses power. Where the blood that cleanses us is cleansing us from our sins. It's cleansing us from our faults. Amen. From the things that uh, need to be cleaned up in our lives. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. Uh, uh, the reason why the blood is so important as Marcus just saying. And what the blood does is cleans us and just make us whole and put us back in right relationship with God. So I want to use this for a subject today. I want to do a little bit of reading. Uh, I may not finish all of this, but I'm just going to do a little reading. Follow along with me in your word. Uh, using for a subject matter, uh, cleanse me from uh, my secret faults. David was a man who, after God's own heart, and this was one of David's prayer. Uh, uh, in the Psalms, he asked the Lord to cleanse him from his secret faults. So we're going to talk about uh, asking the Lord uh, to cleanse us. What are you talking about? Cleanse us from our secret faults on today. But just a little bit of reading in the book of Psalms. If you turn that with me, Psalms, uh, the 18th chapter, 18th book, 18th uh, chapter of the book of Psalms. Or some just some will say Psalms 18. We're so used to saying chapter, but you know, the New Testament deal pretty much with chapters. 
But Psalms, Psalms don't deal with chapters. Psalms is just a book. So we would say Psalms 18, okay? To be political correct, uh, Psalms 18. And looking at verse number 19, we're going to read down to verse number 33. This is just some general reading. As I was reading, it just stood out to me. Here in Psalms uh, 18, verse number 19, if you get it, David said, he brought me forth also into a large place. And he delivered me because he delighted in me. So here David is saying God brought him into a large place. And that's what we're asking God to do for us. Bring us into a large place. Not so much a, a big building, but just bring us in before the presence of the Lord. That is, into his courts. That, that's a large place. And he bring us before him. And he delivered me. Y'all see that? David said the Lord delivered me because he what? He delighted in me. When God delights in you, when he takes uh, take an interest in a person. And I thank God Almighty today that he took interest in you and I. God has something invested in all of us. Lord, I thank you for taking an interest in little old me. And so when God takes interest in you, uh, he does something. Uh, you remember the scripture said, delight thyself in the Lord. Get happy about the Lord. Be, be pleasant. Be uh, 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 happy about uh, the God things so he said delight thyself in the Lord but here David said the Lord delivered me because he delighted in me so if I delight myself in the Lord the Lord will delight he will be delighted with me and then David said the Lord delivered me from whatever I was going through because he he delighted he was he was delighted in me. And verse number 20 says, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanliness of my hands has he uh, recompensed me. So, so it's very important that we ask God, thank God for the blood that, that cleans us up and clean my heart up, clean my mind up. It flows from, from the highest valley, uh, a mountain to the lowest valley. I thank God for that. So David said, the Lord rewarded me. Uh, according to my righteousness, the things that I've done, you know, God will bless you according to your works. Amen. That's why it's always good to do good works. Amen. God will bless you. He's going to bless you according to your deeds. Well, you've done something that, that, that noteworthy and that's good. God will bless you for that. Don't let the devil cheat you or, or think what you're doing is all in vain. You're sacrifice. You're pressing your way out even when you don't feel good. David said, the Lord, he reward me according to my what? Look at what he said. According to my righteousness. There it is right there. For, for he rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanliness of my hand has he recompensed me. So uh, the, the, the way I do toward God, the way I feel toward the Lord, he rewards me. Thank you, Lord. And I feel real good about God. And he rewarded me. Uh, accordingly verse number 20 21 says for I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not and have not wickedly departed uh, from my God for all his judgment were before me and I did not put away his stature from me verse 23 I was also upright before him and I kept myself from my iniquity you know we gotta learn how to ask God we ask God to keep us Lord keep me you know, and, and then sometimes we got to learn how to keep ourselves. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Some folk can't keep themselves from doing anything. 
Lord, keep me. And then at the same time, I'm asking God to keep me. I'm keeping me too. I'm watching myself. I'm watching. And you watching yourself. The Lord, keep me. And I kept myself, David said, uh, from the things that wasn't uh, right. 24 7. Therefore has the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hand in his eyesight. So according to as I have done, sometimes people wonder why. Why the Lord is not blessing me? We say, son, Lord is blessing me right now, right now. Okay. Why the Lord is not Lord blessing Brother Jones, Lord blessing sister over here? Why the Lord not blessing me? The Lord blesses us according to what we what we done got ourselves into. Don't get yourself into uh, uh, things that you shouldn't get into because he's going to bless you according to that. All right? Y'all see it? It's right here in his word. So, therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hand in, in, in his sight. Amen. Verse 25 said, With the mercy thou wilt show thyself merciful. Check this out. Verse 25 said, With, with the merciful thou will show thyself merciful. With an upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. So what God is saying, a person that that's, that shows mercy, God will show mercy to that person. According to your faith, according to the way you are, it's very, very important that we treat folk like we want to be treated. Y'all y'all follow me? This is what David is saying. With the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. So you catch a person, he don't have no mercy on anybody. I treat folks like I want to be treated. I know how I want to be treated, and therefore I treat people that way. I, when it comes time for if people need mercy, what is mercy? Mercy is nothing but uh, kindness, kindness, uh, uh, treat folk with kindness, and you want to be treated with kindness. So he said, with the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. Don't, don't you want mercy from God, and you don't show anybody else mercy. You know, you want help from God, but you won't help nobody. It, that, that's, it, don't, it doesn't work like that. If you want the mercy of God in your life, then be merciful toward somebody. That's what the Lord said. And with the upright man, thou wilt show thyself upright. Verse 26 said, with the pure, thou wilt show thyself pure. And with the fraud, thou wilt show thyself fraud. So it's very important. You have a good spirit and a good attitude about God and about things in life. Because the way you are, that's the way God going to reveal himself to you. If you if you merciful, God gonna come to you with mercy. If you if you if you fraud, if you're mean and not kind, then God will appear to you that way. So carry yourself the way you want God to appear unto you. Now, verse twenty-seven said, "For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but will bring down high looks." Y'all see that? God will save. The effect, uh, 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 afflicted people, but will bring down high looks. All right, for thou will uh, lighten my candle. That what David said. For thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Thank God for that. Verse twenty nine said, "For for by thee have I run through a troop." David's really giving God all kind of accolades here. 
He said, by the help of God, by the help of God, by the grace of God. Y'all see right there? He said, by the help of God, I have ran through truth. Sometimes when I look back over my life and I see the things that I've done, I, I wonder, I, I can't hardly believe how I did that. It was nothing but the help of God. It wasn't me. It was the grace of God, how I got it done, how I made it over, how I did this, how I did, uh, you know, accomplish my mission, what I was trying to do. So David said right here, for by thee, Lord, I have run through troops. In other words, David said, I, I just run through a troop. I mean, it'd be hundreds of them, hundreds of them. But they couldn't stop David from doing what he was trying to do. And by God, I have leaped over wall. So David is saying, Lord, by the help, your help, your grace, and your mercy, I ran through an army of folks. And by your help, God, he said, I leaped over wall. Man, I'm telling you, that's something to think about right there. That's something to leap over wall. You know, me and myself, by myself, I, I can't leap over a wall, but by the grace and help of God, I, I, I can get over that wall. There are walls in your life, walls in my life. I'm talking about spiritual walls. I'm not really talking about a physical wall. I ain't trying to get over a physical wall too much, but there's a lot of spiritual walls in our life that we really need to get over. You know, there's a lot of rivers that we need to cross. So by the help of God, we can, we can leap over a wall. We can cross those rivers by the help of God. That's what David is saying right here. Lord, I thank you for helping me get over that wall. I got over a wall the other day by the help of God. Amen. Minimal walls by the help of God we shall get over. Verse 30 said, as for God. His way is perfect. God, you know, there's nothing wrong with God. Somebody said, ain't he all right? You know, you folks used to say in the old day when the, when, when the old Baptist preacher used to get wound up, he would say, ain't he all right? Yeah, God, God's ways are perfect. Yeah, he's all right. Is he all right with anybody in here today? True God. Yes, God. Truly God is all right. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. Y'all see it? It's been tried. Folks have tested. I encourage you, try the word sometime. Try God and see won't he do what he said he's going to do. He said, he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor the seed begging bread. God going to take care of you. God going to take care of you. God going to take care of your children. Amen. God going to take care of our families. He said, the, the word of God, God weighs his word is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. Yes, he's a, he thanked God for Jesus. Verse 31 said, for, for who is God? Save the Lord. Or who is a rock? Save our God. Verse 32 said, it is God that girded me with strength and maketh, maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet and set me up on a high place. David is really recognizing how God has really kept him down through the years. You know, it wasn't nobody but the Lord. Down through the years, the Lord has truly kept me. I don't know about you all, but he truly kept me down through the years. He said he made my feet like hind's feet. Hind, hind is, a, is a female deer. And I was looking and studying a little bit about a deer. They, they, they are just a remarkable animal that God had created. And they said deer, they got some deers climb mountains and rocks and what have you. And they said deers, God had made them in such a way that when they walked, they got four legs. That their front 
front two legs, when they make their tracks, they made in such a way that their real feet will hit the tracks that the front feet made and it will land in the exact same footprint that the front feet made. That's remarkable. And so David is saying, you, 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 gave me, you gave me feet, you made my feet like hind's feet. In other words, God, you planted my feet. You planted my feet up on a solid rock. And, and God's people, you know, God plant our footsteps. He don't, he don't have us just walking and going anywhere. We plant our foot. You know, I, I was telling somebody just the other day, you know, you know we're getting older. As you get older, you have to watch your step anyway. You almost, when you sit down a while, you, you, you just can't jump up and take off. You, you got to plant your feet. You got to get your feet ready. You know what I'm saying? You're, all right, we finna get ready to go up in the kitchen. So you get your feet ready. Put your feet up here. Get ready to stand up. And so you plant your feet. Amen. Watch it just because if you don't, you get up, you trip over something or you'll, or, you'll, or you'll fall. And so as I get older, I find myself planting my feet a whole lot of time, getting myself in position to do what I got to do. And so that's what David is saying about what God did right here. He said, the Lord has planted his feet. The Lord make my feet like hind feet. And oh dear, they plant their feet. They're, 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 they're the real feet can fall and step right in the same track that the front feet made. In other words, that's what God do to us in life. My feet, I thank God for planting my feet. Amen. So, amen. I'm not just going to get up and just step on anything. Look at your feet. Plant your feet when you start walking. Plant my feet and, and set me upon high places. Now, look over chapter 19. 19, 19 book that is. Look at Psalms 19. We're going to read a little something there. Uh, my, 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 my thought today, I'm not going to be long, but I want to talk about, uh, is Mark is saying the blood that give us strength and it flows, uh, 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 you know, from the highest mountain to the lowest valley and it just forgive us our sins. Lord, I thank you for the blood on today. David is giving God actually how he kept him down through the year. And in, in, the, in, the, in the 19th uh, book here, he talked about something else. 19, and look at verse number 7. Just want to get in teach mode here today. Uh, Lord, cleanse me from my secret fault. You know, there are some fault in all of us. There's some fault in us sometimes we can't see. Sometimes uh, uh, it's good, it's very, very good. I encourage all of you, always ask for forgiveness at the end of the day. And sometime during the day. Because sometimes you, you may say things or do things that you're not aware of. You're not conscious of. And things can get by you. And uh, you, don't want, you don't want to go to sleep. You don't want that. You got, some folks say uh, you got to uh, get your slate clean. Clean your slate for you. For you. For you. For you. Uh, retire for the night. Now look at, look at this right here. Uh, verse number 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Yes, it is. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. God is so good. His, his testimony is, is sure, making the wise uh, uh, and, and, and the simple. Making wise the simple. Those that were simple at one time, the law of the Lord has made us wise. And we were all there. But the law of the Lord has made us wise. Verse number 8 said, the statue of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. His statues rejoices my heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, 
enlightening my eyes. And I thank God for his commandment that have enlightened my eyes. I see better now. At one time I couldn't see. Somebody said I was blind, but thank God now I see. I, I see now. I see. Somebody said thank God for seeing. So the commandment of the Lord is pure. Enlighten the eyes. My eyes have been enlightened to so many things in life. I see things so clearly now that I, I, I couldn't, I just didn't, couldn't grasp at one time. Verse 9 said, the fear of the Lord, for the, the fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. 10 said, more to be desired as they, uh, are they than gold. Yes, it is. Yea, much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. You know, I, I, the word of God is so good. It's just sweet to my soul. David said it's sweeter than the honey in the honeycomb. Ain't the Lord good? Somebody used to say, you ought to, you ought to taste the Lord. I don't know why men don't love the Lord. I don't know why men don't want to serve the Lord. The, the God is so good. And he said his word is sweeter than, than the honey in the honeycomb. God's word is so good to me. It's, it tastes so good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is good. You got to taste God. I thank God I tasted him for myself one day. I tried him for myself. And I can say to my, God is good. Amen, somebody. God is good. I taste him. I know he's good. Better than me than I've been to myself. Yes, I know he's good. And so he said, it's sweeter. He's sweeter than the honey in the honeycomb. Verse 11 says, Moreover, by them is thy servant warm. And in keeping of them, there is great reward. So if you do what God said, there's a great reward. There's, a, there's benefit in serving the Lord. Y'all hear what I'm saying? There's great benefits in serving God Almighty. I thank God by keeping his word. Amen. There's great, great benefit. Listen to this here. All right. Uh, verse number 12 said, who can understand his error? Got a question mark right there. And this is what we're talking about today. The blood that cleans us. The blood that flows. Amen. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. Uh, secret thoughts. David said, who can understand his error? Most people that do wrong. I, I know a lot of us do wrong. We know we've done wrong. But sometimes people can, can do things unaware, I'm going to show it to you in the Old Testament, uh, that you can do things that you just not quite aware of that is right or wrong. So David said, who can understand his fault? Sometimes you can say things and you, you didn't know what you said was uh, offensive to somebody. You hear what I'm saying? You can be smart, you can be curt, you can be, you can be rude, you can say things and just hurt somebody else's feeling and you think none of it. And so David asked the question, who can understand his fault? Sometimes you, you think there's nothing to it, but the way you said it was, was, uh, was absolutely wrong. You shouldn't have said it that way. And David said, who can understand his fault? And that's why he said, cleanse me from secret faults. There are some sin that you have done. You, what you said was wrong. What, what, what you, the way you did it, the way you carried it out, it was wrong. But you, you, didn't, you didn't see nothing wrong with it. But brother and sister, it was absolutely wrong. I can say for myself, 
uh, uh, speak for myself. There was time speaking to the wife, and uh, and and all and all, and all of a sudden she will get quiet. And I would say, "Why are you so quiet? What's wrong? What you said?" I said, "What I said? What did I say? You know what you said. Well, sometimes we don't know what we say." And sometimes the devil has a way of catching your word in the middle of the air and twist it. And by the time it gets to the other person's ear, it, it sounds another whole different, a, a different way. And so sometimes I, I have catch myself and I said, I said, well, what, what did you think I said? And many times she told me what she thought I said. And I would say, I did not say that. That is not what I said. So the devil is so slick, he's so smart, he'll catch your word because he wants you all to be at odds with each other. He wants you to be fighting and arguing and scratching and kicking. He wants you to do all the most terrible things. And so sometimes the devil will catch your words in midair and before it gets to the other person, he twisted it and turned it this way and they thought it was, you said this and you did not say that. And so, and you're not aware of it. So David said, who can understand his fault? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Secret faults. Yeah. And the blood of Jesus does that. All right. Now look at, look, listen at what else he said. Cleanse that from my secret faults. All of us have them. No one is exempt. Everybody got secret faults. Them little foxes that's on the vine. The scripture said the little fox spoiled the vine. A little bit of this and a little bit of that, it adds up to a lot. Lord, cleanse me from circuit fault. And verse 13 said, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Y'all see that? David asking God, Lord, keep me from presumptuous sin. Now, presumptuous sin is a terrible thing. Presumptuous sin is when we really take God's grace for granted. The way presumptuous sin work is uh, God forgave you today for, for something. And, 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 and you go and do the same thing again and say, well, he forgave me yesterday for He forgive me today. That's presumptuous sin. Taking God for granted. You know, sometimes people take God for granted. They take you for granted. They'll take God for granted. Just because God forgave you last week for this don't mean he'll forgive you this week that he won't punish you this week for that. Same thing. Don't take God for granted. Don't take him for granted. He don't have to do it. Okay? And so people do it all the time. Well, he gave me, he forgave me one. We sang the song. Well, he did it once. He did it before. He'll do it again. Well, it all depends on what it is. If it's righteous, is it something good? Yes, he can do it again. But but God got you out of trouble last week. Don't mean he's going to get you out of trouble this week. You just keep getting in trouble, getting in trouble. Oh, he's going to get me out. He's going to get me out of trouble. Don't you Don't you take God for granted. God let you get in trouble and teach you a lesson. Are y'all listening to me? Some people need to be taught a lesson about their troubles. And that's what David said. Lord, Lord, keep me back, thy servant, from presumptuous sin. I don't want to take for granted that each time I get in trouble, each time I fall, each time I mess up, you're going to be right there to clean up the mess. Sometime God will let you experience something so you won't do that again. Uh, he, then he goes on to say, he said presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then should I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. 
Verse number 14 said, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my strength and my redeemer. This is what David said. Let the words of my mouth. We really want, I want the words of my mouth. Don't that what y'all want? Lord, I, I want whatever come out of my mouth, I want to be acceptable in thy sight. I don't want to say things that are not acceptable. That's just, it's just inappropriate. And that's what presumptuous sin, presumptuous sin is when, when we do things inappropriate. Uh, uh, our, our, some, uh, falling, uh, taking God for granted. Uh, uh, the word presumptuous means uh, falling, failing to observe the limit of what is permitted or appropriate. Over, overstepping due bounds that what that what presumptions mean uh, 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 just going too far failing to observe failing to observe the limit you know God has a limit and when we fail to observe that limit then that's that we don't we don't fallen into uh, presumptuous uh, uh, sin uh, failing or overstepping due bound. Sometimes, you know, people can go too far. You know anybody ever went too far? You ever talk? Now you going too far now. See, now I will, I will listen to you. I will put up with you, but you going too far. So you know, people will overstep their bound in your life, in my life, and they will overstep their bound with God. Just what David said, Lord, I don't want to overstep my bounds with you. I don't want to go that far. That is, that is inappropriate. Uh-huh. That's not permitted. Failing to observe the limit of what is permitted. If, if it's permitted, okay, but if it's not permitted, if it, or if it's not appropriate, if I have overstepped due bounds, that put me in a category called presumptuous sin. I don't want to get in that category of taking God for granted. God said, Johnson, you've gone too many. There have been people all in the Bible, all in the Bible, all through the Bible, who have gone too far, and God dealt with him. When you go too far, God got to deal with you. He got to deal with you. He got to teach you a lesson. You've gone too far. Saul was the king of Israel, you know, and God, God allowed the people to, to pick Saul to be the king. But Saul went too far. Saul overstepped his bounds one day. And God rejected Saul of being king of Israel. God told Saul, Saul, you, what you have done is not good. You, you disobeyed me. I told you to utterly destroy the Amalekites and you went down there and you saved them. And you overstepped your bounds. And God said, Saul, I have rejected you from being king. And then that's when God chose David. Saul, I don't want you no more. I've chose David, little shepherd boy. You got, well, it's the old folks say, and got too big for your britches. Brothers and sisters, don't get too big for your britches. So don't get too big for your pants now, okay? And because if we overstep our bound with God all down through the Bible, there were men, there were women who overstepped their bound and fell into presumptuous sin. You went too far, man. You overstepped your bound. People are doing it today. All out in the street, a politician, our elected official, they overstepping their bound. They gone too far. People going too far with, with their mess. Lord, cleanse us from secret faults. Now, I want to talk to you just a little bit about 
in to, turn to the book of Leviticus. Now, in the Old Testament, there there were people that were God had grace and mercy on people who who sinned and done things ignorant as if some sort. Well, I didn't know. I just didn't know no better. Where in the Old Testament, God had mercy on people who did things that didn't know. Y'all follow me? You didn't know no better. Turn to Leviticus. That's the Old Testament scripture. Leviticus, the fifth chapter. I want to show you something here. We just in teach mode today. Now, but a lot of folks talking about they didn't know. They do know. Oh, I just didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you do. But now in the Old Testament, God had a remedy for people who sinned ignorantly, who done things ignorantly and just didn't know. But in the New Testament, it is not so. So in the New Testament, when Jesus dealt with the scribes and Pharisees, he said, but Jesus told him, he said, now before I came to you, you had a cloak for sin. But since I've came and preached the gospel to you, you there's no cloak. You know, your sins are, are, are uncovered now. So because of the preaching of the gospel and so much teaching in the word of God, now most of us, we have a good understanding of right and wrong. So nobody can say, I don't know. Okay, now look at Leviticus, the fifth chapter, that Old Testament scripture. Y'all got it? Look at verse 1. I'm going to read down to verse number 5 and give us a good explanation of what I'm, what I'm talking about. Old Testament. Verse 1 said, And if a soul sin, and hear the voice of swearing, and is a witness, whether he have seen or known it, see that? Seen it or known it. If he do not, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. If you saw it, or if you know it, you witnessed it, and you didn't say nothing, well, God said you're going to bear the iniquity. And that goes, as sometimes people say, uh, uh, you, uh, uh, you see it, you see something wrong, you got to say something about it. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Don't keep silent. You see something wrong, you got to say something. Verse number two said, or if a soul touch any unclean thing, which it, whether it be a carcass or unclean beast, or a carcass of unclean cattle, or carcass of unclean creeping thing. Check this out. And if it be hidden from him, he also shall be unclean and guilty. If God God said, "Don't touch the carcass of an unclean whatever it might be, cattle or creeping thing," because He said, "And if it be hidden from you, you don't have knowledge that it's unclean." Here's what the Lord said: He also shall be unclean and guilty, whether you know it or whether you don't know it. Because God said, don't do it. Now, notice verse 3. Or, if he touched the uncleanliness of a man, whatsoever uncleanliness it be, that a man shall be, uh, that a man shall be defiled withal, and check this out, and if it be hidden from him, whether he know it, y'all see it? Whether he know it, then he shall be guilty. Let me read that again. Or if he touched the uncleanness of man, whatsoever uncleanness it be, that a man shall that that a man shall be defiled withal, and it be hidden from him. You just don't know whether he know it of it. Then he shall be guilty. Verse four said, or if a soul swears, pronouncing with his lip to do evil and to do good. Whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath. And if it be hidden from him, when he know of it, there it is. When he know of it, then he shall be guilty in one, one of these. Now, let me read verse 4 again. This has got a little trick to it now. You got to catch this. 
or if a soul sin pronouncing with his lips to do evil or to do good whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath and it be hid from him you don't know when you don't know when he know of it y'all see it you don't know but God said when he know of it then he shall be guilty in one of these things. So what God said right there. So in this instance, he said, if you don't know, when you do know, then you're guilty. So in the Old Testament, he had mercy on a person. When you didn't know, that's when you was guilty of it. But when you found out about it, that's when guilt came in. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So this is what David is saying, Lord, clean me of secret fault. So there's sometime in the Old Testament, God had mercy on people. They did, they did things they didn't know, but when they came to know it, when they came to know it, then they was guilty of it. Y'all see it? Now, verse 5, the last verse. And it shall be, when he shall be guilty in one of these things, that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing. So when you find out about it, when you find out that you've done wrong, when it comes to your knowledge that you've done wrong, now you're guilty. That's what God says. So sometimes people say things they're not aware of, they, 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 they don't know it. Hey, I didn't know I said it like that. I didn't know it hurt your feeling. So God said, but when it comes to your attention that you have hurt somebody feeling that you have done this, uh, then, then, then you're guilty of it. So you can't hold something over a person's head that they don't know about. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And this is what David saying, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me of secret faults and secret sins and all that kind of stuff. Now, let's go a little bit further. Turn with me to, uh, I'm almost done. Turn, me, turn with me to uh, the book of uh, St. John. St. John, uh, the first chapter. Not St. John, I'm sorry. First John. Oh, going toward the back of the book, Revelation. First John. That's a St. John, that's First John. Go to the back of your Bible. First John 1 and 7. It's always good to ask God for forgiveness. Sometimes during the day and definitely at the close of the day. You don't want to lay down with that on you. You don't want to fall asleep with that, that, with that in your life. Always ask God for forgiveness. Uh, John 1, that's 1 John. 1 John 1 and verse number 7. He said, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with the other and the blood of Jesus Christ uh, his son cleanses us from all sin. So Mark was just singing about the blood. The blood is what cleanses up all our sin. Thank God for the blood. The blood cleanses me. Lord, thank you for the blood cleansing me of all my sins. I thank God for that. And verse 8 said, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So nobody can say we don't have any sin. Sure, sure we have sin. I got my faults. You got your fault. All of us have fault. And, and, and we always asking God constantly, clean me up, Jesus. Lord, clean me up. I thank God for the blood, the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. That blood is cleaning me up daily. As I walk, as I speak, as I live, the blood cleansed me, washing me, washing my sin, white as snow. But then if we say, oh, I ain't done nothing wrong. I ain't done nothing wrong. Oh, you, you, you lying. You lying. The Bible said, he said, he said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Come on, don't fool yourself. We all have our faults. 
ask God for forgiveness. Verse number nine said, if we confess our sin, there it is. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess, but sin has to be confessed. I know a lot, a lot of people don't like to confess. I know now we as African-American people do not like to admit wrong. I rent, I know our people, I know our family, they do not like to admit they're wrong. But we need to learn to say, I'm sorry. We, for some reason or other, have a problem with saying those words, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I talk to people, I talk to ladies, and they told me, she said, I have a problem with that word. But it's ignorant on your part. You need to learn this. You need this is very important. You need to learn to say I'm sorry if you wrong folks. If I wrong folks, I need to say I'm sorry. And it, it do not make you weak. It do not it do not degrade you, belittle you. It, it make you a bigger man or bigger woman to say that. But we as a people have a problem with I'm sorry. Forgive me. Okay. Now I'm 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 gonna show you something else about repentance. It's time for me just a little bit. Okay, so verse ten says, "If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us." So people say, "I ain't done nothing wrong." Uh, look, I'll be the first one to say, "Lord, forgive me," because I want my sl- I want I want it clean. I don't want nothing to be there. We sing the song, "Search me, Lord." Shine the light from heaven on my soul. If you find anything that's not right, take it out. Strengthen me because I want to be right. I want to be whole. See, you, you, you got you to gotta be that way. That's the way God wants to be. Shine, shine that search light from heaven on my soul. Lord, you see something that ain't right, bring it to my attention. Bring it to my attention. And I, I declare, I said, Lord, forgive me. I'll be the first one to say, Lord, I forgive Go look, I intend to make heaven my home. I don't know how y'all feel about it. I ain't too proud. Uh, I, 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 you know, I intend to make heaven my home. Now, let's go just a little bit further. And, of course, you all know what the Jesus said. Turn, turn this right here. Then, then I'm going to get into the full parts of forgiveness. Then I'm going to let you go. Uh, Matthew, St. Matthew, the, the sixth chapter. Just going to hit this right here. St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. This is the Lord's Prayer. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. I'm just going to get down to the part where Jesus wants me to get down to. Uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, and verse 11 and 12. Now, Jesus taught the, the, those disciples the Lord's prayer. But notice verse 11 and 12, what I want to focus on. I ain't going to read the whole prayer. But he taught these disciples in the Lord's prayer. He said in verse number 11, the sixth chapter, Matthew, verse 11. He told him, he said, give us this day our daily bread. I ask, you got to ask God every day, Lord, give me this day my daily bread. When I get up in the morning, I say, Lord, give me this day my daily bread. In other words, meet my needs for the day. Whatever I need today, give, give, give it to me, the daily bread. I need my daily bread. Whatever I need, my, I need daily bread. Whatever I need to get through the day. God said, pray that, Lord, give me a day to break. Get me through the day. Give me the food I need today. Give me the money to pay my bills for the day. Just meet my needs for the day, each and every day. Give us this day. And you start your day and say, Lord, give me this day. Start. I, I, you know, the, the devil is alive. I'm not going to be defeated. Lord, give me this day. That's very important. Give me. The day is mine. The day is Sunday. And the day belongs to me. 
I have victory today, brothers and sisters. You have victory today, all day long. Yes. Tell the devil, this is my day. <laughs> this is my day. It's not yours. I ask God, give me this day. This not, don't belong to you. And, and, and give me my daily bread. All right, now check out the next verse. Verse number 12. He said, verse 12 said, and, and forgive us our debts and we forgive our debtors. And so Jesus taught these brothers to do this. Ask the, the Lord to give you victory for the day and ask the Lord to forgive you of your debts as we forgive our debtors. There it is. Cleanse us from secret fault. Forgiveness is a big thing in the eyes of God. It's so important. Very, very important. We need to learn to ask God to forgive us. Now, I'm closing. Now, I, I want to talk about just a little bit about forgiveness. And, uh, did you know that there, 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 there's different parts? One of the reasons why people don't know much about forgiveness and people may ask you, well, forgive me. Uh, well, they've done you wrong. Say, well, forgive me. Don't you know there's more to it than that right there? There are four parts to forgiveness. And, and so we really have an adequate ask for forgiveness the right way and we haven't sought it the right way and, and, and many times if you don't do it right you'll know it's not done right but there's four parts to it I'm going to give you the four parts to forgiveness here they are number one uh, the four parts to uh, when, when you ask God for forgiveness what is forgiveness is uh, we need to be is reconciliation with God and what reconciliation means the word reconciliation means to be at peace again. So when you ask for somebody for forgiveness, you're really trying to be at peace with that person again. You know the peace that we had before, the relationship we had before. I'm asking you uh, uh, for forgiveness because I want to. I want. We want to be at peace again. And so if somebody said, "Well, if I if I done anybody wrong, forgive me," you know that, that that's a horrible way to ask for forgiveness. You want you want to be at peace with that person again. That's not the way you ask for. You ask for humbly. Am I making sense? But that was reconciliation again. That's why when we many folks repent and ask for forgiveness, they're doing it all the wrong way. And you can tell they really don't mean it because they're not trying to really be at peace with you again. I'm trying to bring uh, the relationship back to the point it was before it got all messed up. That's what reconciliation is. So, okay. And so you have to ask for forgiveness the right way to get it back to the point that it was before it was messed up. That's four parts. Now, uh, reconciliation is making it, getting it back the way it was, and then, and then there's uh, uh, there's the the cleansing part of it. When we go to God for our sin, uh, we reconcile to God to be at peace with Him again, and then we come to the cleansing part. But now, when we're dealing with forgiveness, check this out: the four stages of forgiveness. I'm gonna give them to you right here, right quickly, and you can check them out later. Uh, uh, the four stages. Point number one: There's contrition. Contrition. Okay. C O N C O N T R I T I O N. You can look it up because I'm 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 going kind of fast. Four parts to uh, uh, forgiveness. Number one: There's contrition. Okay. C O N T R I T I O N. The next part to forgiveness is confession. Okay. That's number two. Number three, the next part to forgiveness is repentance. P-N-A-N-C-E. Y'all know how to spell it. Repentance. And the last part to forgiveness is absolution. Now, this is the part I find people really mess up with the, fourth, with the fourth part, the last one. One, two, three, four. Contrition, forgiveness, repentance, and absolution. O-B-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. Now, that, that part right there, 
uh, is very, very important. And people, they mess up with this one right here. Absolution. What it mean is, you, 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 must say, you must say you're sorry and promise not to do it again. Okay? Say you're sorry and promise that you're going to change. Absolution. So, so folks will say, well, I'm sorry. But you got to say you're sorry and you promise not to do it again. That makes sense to anybody? And so those are the four parts to forgiveness. And so when David asked the Lord, Lord, forgive me of secret faults. I'm asking God uh, to forgive me and clean me up and keep me away from uh, presumptuous sin. Because look, this, this thing is serious, brothers and sisters. Nobody want to walk around with sin over their head when they stand before God. Take care of your business. Take care of your business each and every day. Always ask for forgiveness during the day and at the close of the day. Because there might be something there. You may have said something just, you just don't remember. You just don't remember. You know memory is short. We getting old. You can't remember everything. You can't remember. So just in case you it is something there, ask for it during the day. Always have a repentant heart. Lord, forgive me. Help me, Jesus. Uh, during the day and definitely at the close of the night. Because when we stand before God, that white throne judgment, we want our hearts to be pure. We want to be cleansed. And we want it to be pure. Remember these four stages. So when somebody uh, uh, asks you for forgiveness, they've done you wrong, uh, check and see are they going through all these stages here. Uh, contrition, uh, confession, uh, repentance, and then uh, uh, absolution. Are they, did, did they do all this right here? Uh, now, now, also in the absolution, you promise not to do it again. Now, absolution, it means to release from guilt. To release that person. So sometimes you, I'm closing, you ask the person to forgive them, but that person still haven't really released you. And so that's the way I am. Uh, I, when, I, when I tell somebody, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Now, I don't care what that person say or what they do. It's on you after I say those words. After I say I'm sorry, okay, I'm, I, 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 I hate I hurt your feeling. After I say that, it's on you. Because the Lord said, you got to release, you got to release me now. You see, before I get all that done, you holding me, you holding me. I can't get my blessing. I can't go forward. I can't, I can't get, get in touch with God because I, I hadn't got this business fixed. Got, I hadn't got this thing straight. But when I do that, absolution, you got to free me. And when I, when I, when I do it the right way, I'm free. And that's all that matters to me. <laughs> I'm free. I done my business. I took care of my business. So a lot of times, people, you ask for, for forgiveness. Uh, you can you can do yourself an injustice. You can hurt yourself. You 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 you. When they ask for, it, you gotta let them go. Now you gotta let it go. You gotta let the anger go. Uh, all the bitterness. You gotta let it go. Don't be mad at the person no more. And so sometimes people, when they repent, and ask God, you you ain't doing it right. You say, okay, I forgive, but you still halfway mad at me. You ain't forgave. You haven't forgiven. Okay, you got to let it go. All right, I'm going to let it go. Give the Lord a hand praise. I hope I said something happy today. Lord, cleanse us of our secret faults. God bless your hearts in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember... Encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.